Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me at 215-259-3687 or on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. So, you know, uh, people have questions about what their case is worth. And, you know, it's sort of like a parlor game to some extent telling you in a vacuum what a case is worth. And for the most part, you know, I can give you thumbnail sketches of how insurance companies value cases, how I value cases, but every case is different and you got to have a lawyer who knows what they're doing talking to you about what your case is worth, not what some other random person's case is worth. So I deal with a lot of people who say, oh, but I heard about this guy who got a million dollars for my same injury. You know, and usually when you ask further questions, you know, you find out that that's not true or it's not accurate or there's some other extenuating circumstance. Most of the time, most people have cases that at the very least, you know, your lawyer can put a value on the and that's really just you know can you value this case for settlement because you really don't know what a jury's going to do and and juries can come back high or low they don't you know a jury doesn't know <clears throat> what a case is worth or what it's not worth so you know that's kind of the the beauty and the risk of of jury trial practice is you're not dealing with a bunch of people who handle personal injury cases all the time. You're dealing with everyday average people and, you know, what sort of a value they would put on things oftentimes is a lot higher than what an insurance company would that's trying to just lowball you, nickel and dime you, or settle the case for as little as possible, even when they're 100% at fault. So, sorry, I need to take a drink of water there. Um, so there's a lot of factors that go into value, but, you know, I would say that most people who've had a car accident have, you know, a decent sense that they've been injured and that their injury is worth something. So what's it worth? Well, you know, there are a lot of factors. One of them is like, how bad was the accident? Even though we don't like to talk about it and we fight against the notion, you know, an accident where the car is looks like an accordion or is totally destroyed is, is a higher valuation in everyone's mind than one where there's a little bumper tap. And that's not to say that the bumper tap can't cause problems, and, and we argue all the time that it does, but it's a harder case. And a harder case means a lower settlement value because there's always the risk that a jury might not believe you or might not accept what you're saying. And that's kind of the push and pull of negotiation is, you know, the insurance company always wants to sort of find out what the least they can settle the case for and what's the you know what's your number on on my side so you know but there are a fair amount of cases that come through that people are injured they go through some physical therapy maybe they heal a broken bone and they get better and you know to my mind i don't want to show up in a courtroom two years down the road with a plaintiff who's perfectly better that's not you know going to garner a lot of future lost income, 
or sympathy or even interest from a jury in the case. So if a person is 100% better, you want to settle that case and you want to resolve it. And the client needs to understand that they're going to look healthier than some of the jurors are. <laughs> Uh, you know, and that's kind of the, the, the discussion with, with my clients is often, hey, look, you know, you had six months of treatment. You were out of work for two months, which is a lot of time for someone to be out of work. Hopefully you didn't lose your job. Um, you know, you lost sick time. Is sick time recoverable as, as lost earnings? Yeah, to me and to personal injury plaintiff lawyers, it is because, you know, did you lose money as a result of that? No, you still got paid. But you gave up, you know, future sick days you could have taken. You gave up money. Maybe you would have been paid out at the end of the year or at the end of your career. So you gave up something because of this accident. Um, you know, it's hard to document that sometimes. But for most people who are W-2s, it's not that hard. Um, so, you know, there's a, a factor of what your lost wages is. Most people don't make a hell of a lot of money. So usually, you know, a month or two of lost wages is significant to them but not significant if you're talking about a fifty thousand dollar case you know a thousand or two thousand dollars here is going to get lost in the wash the next thing is you know we look at is is duration let's say you're out three months and you missed one month of work so you lost five thousand dollars for your income and you're out you know one month or two months of time so that, you know, that case is not a huge case. And especially if you're limited tort or you have, you know, you bounce back or you're a young person, <clears throat> you know, those cases are not worth a ton of money. Now, on the other side of the of the spectrum are cases where someone has an injury that, you know, may not be grievously devastating but is going to be permanent and affect their life so it's not death it's not paralysis but let's say someone has a scar that's unsightly and is in a very visible place on their leg or on their face or on their arm that case is going to be worth more just because it's a lifetime injury even if they're not suffering in pain from it most jurors and most insurance companies and most people will understand that you don't want to go through the rest of your life with a scar on your face from something someone else did that was stupid and negligent. So, all right, we're going to put a dollar value on that, but we're going to increase it by the future, you know, cost to your life. Now, let's say you've got, you know, you had surgery and you had a broken collarbone and that surgery needed hardware to be put into your shoulder or to your collarbone to keep your collarbone together. And it's a pretty basic surgery. It's done all the time. But now you've got some metal hardware in you. Okay, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes people need that hardware removed because it causes irritation in the body or it doesn't heal properly or this or that. So we have to account for the fact that you might need a future surgery. You know, and a surgery can be worth anywhere from 75000 to 150000 depending on, on what county you're in, who your insurance company is, and, you know, where you, where you are in the process and how old you are. Sometimes you may need the surgery because of pain, but you are not healthy enough or not willing to go through it. 
you know, is that worth more than the cost of surgery or less than the cost of surgery? It's kind of hard to say. So that's just something we will put a number on. You know, sometimes insurance companies will say a certain surgery is worth 75 grand and I think it's worth 200 grand. But there's a number in between those two numbers that will usually get the case resolved. So, you know, what's the other big thing that, that causes, you know, values to be higher? Any sort of, you know, permanent loss in function, like, hey, I can't lift my left shoulder above my, you know, neck. So let's say I can't extend my arm up in the air. I can lift it, I can use my hand, I can type, I can do my job, I can do everything, but I just can't. I, you know, if I were left-handed, I couldn't hit a serve in tennis, or I couldn't throw a baseball, or I can't reach to trim some limbs. So that's like a permanent change. You know, is it painful? Maybe not. Probably not. Is it affecting, you know, the quality of your life? Eh, maybe, maybe not. Depends on what you're doing. But is it a permanent change in your function as a result of this incident? Absolutely. And is that worth, you know, a significant amount of money to my mind? Absolutely. And I think most insurance companies and most jurors will look at it that way. Your shoulders were functioning fine before this, and they're not afterwards. Are you in pain? No. Are you suffering? Eh, not really. Is it humiliating, disfiguring, unpleasant? Yes, yes, and yes. And that's you know, starts to create a case that has more value than just the nature of the injury because you've lost something for the rest of your life as a result of someone else's stupidity. So... You know, that's the, the beginning sketches of how cases are valued. Clients often have different notions of what a case is worth. And that's just part of, you know, my practice is working with the client to say, look, um, you know, your case is worth X in my mind. I know you think it's worth 3X. I just can't guarantee we're going to get you that. And I don't think your, you know, rationale for that number is correct. You know, and then there's some push and pull and back and forth about it. You know, usually we want to present a united front to the insurance company. And usually the insurance company is lowballing. And if we don't like the number, we just go into court. You know, and the, and the litigation process begins in court. So that is it. It is an interactive process. Every case is different. Talk to your lawyer. Give me a call if you have questions. That's about it for today. Have a great day. This has been Ask Andy, and I hold people accountable. <laughs>